This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It is Europa Vision time. Helping me, David Michael, to catch up on uh, what has happened now the group stages have finished. Uh, Armin Mazoyan, welcome back. Hello, greetings from Neon. How are you? How did you get to Neon? Why Why? Why are you in Neon? You should check the mom's bank balance. You, you paid for it. Uh, I, um, I'm here with Monchi today. He's unfortunately flown back to Birmingham, but I'm here for the draw that took place. But it's irrelevant to Villa, so what are you trying to... Uh, it's important, write? it's PR, it's, I wore my mom's cap, my mom's t-shirt, I'm promoting... What are you trying to write that one off uh, on expenses for? Trying to get an interview with Monchi, but he's, he's known to be difficult man to reach well we'll get on to the draw in a second uh, first of all supporting the my or man said podcast throughout the festive period is nordvpn and they are offering listeners an extra four months free on top of cracking savings on their vpn package which can potentially help with that festive viewing especially if you're away from home this christmas as a vpn enables you to watch sporting events and tv shows by switching your virtual online location from a physical location that might not allow you to watch certain matches at certain hours. While at the same time, it also protects your online privacy on up to six devices. To get the exclusive package and also a no-risk 30-day money-back guarantee, go to nordvpn.com moms or check out this show's program notes as well. Thank you very much. Let's just wrap off uh, that Zerinsky game. Not, not exactly the most exciting game, but ultimately, you still had unfinished business after we didn't quite uh, wrap this up with a game to go. So we needed a point. Went out fairly strong with the Conza-Torres scenario. Also uh, starting Moreno and Ramsey with an eye with, to the Brentford game just to get them up to speed. I thought Moreno mixed fortunes in the Brentford game, but he's getting there, isn't he, in terms of fitness, and it's uh, good to see. Well, he's certainly doing what he did last season, which is influencing 
on both ends uh, the other day, but in general, he's he's not he's not held back, has he? He's he's gone straight the way he played uh, last last season, which bombing on on the overlap, which was uh, good to see. But the uh, the main thing about this Rinsky game was just in the background was the other game, which was uh, playing out uh, Warsaw versus Alkmaar. Alkmaar actually had a lifeline to qualify if they beat Warsaw, but easier said than done because uh, having been to uh, Leisure Warsaw's ground for Villa's trip there in the in the group opener it's a bit of a formidable atmosphere and the Villa game was a bit cagey with I mean Villa over the whole game had 76% but Zrinski did exactly what they did at Villa Park and very effective with it you know two banks of four low block and yet still offered something on the break to uh be a life threat throughout the game but once Leger Warsaw went 1-0 up uh, just after the half hour mark then it kind of added a little bit of urgency to the game didn't it yeah absolutely um it, when we go over the, the the game in Poland, we'll see that really it wasn't it wasn't much of a contest for, for too long so in the first half Zerinsky how's it playing out it, like you said it was it was a lot like the the first tie um Villa had a lot of the ball struggled to really carve them open too much but I felt I felt like they were very happy for us to kind of pass the ball around you know as as we've said before they're very organized I mean the main chances we have was probably Zaniola wasn't it initially did obviously know John McGinn when we started so you're looking at Louise playing deep sitter and then a three of DRB Zaniola Dendonka I mean Dendonka was also uh dropping off but then you know Duran and Ramsey up, up front but you, you thought on paper you had enough but Leger Warsaw 1-0 up and Zrinski were actually offering enough to suggest that this could go uh horribly wrong I think it's like all the games we've had really that Apart from the AZ ones, or maybe at Villa Park, but it's more the counter, isn't it? All these teams have set up quite well to counter us, and I think we're actually quite weak at times on the counter. So that that's where the risk was. And yeah, Zanieri had a, a few shots and uh, kind of skyward ones, as we've seen many times before. So one of the things we talked about last week wasn't it that he could really just do with getting a goal. Um, so so that's something that's probably I would say the only positive to take away from the game was that because. We, we just looked like we were playing it almost like a kind of exercise, possession exercise, just trying to keep the ball, trying to control the game, as, as Emery always says. I think there was probably frustration on Emery's part that uh, the team no. that he did put out didn't really have, I don't, they didn't, didn't show much of a spark really to do anything different to break the trend of what was actually happening in the game and uh, the double substitution of uh, Luca Dean coming on, McGinn coming yeah. on, perhaps those two players might not have featured, although I, th- I always thought that Ramsey Moreno would be like a 60, 70 minute baptism. I mean, Ramsey did play the full 90 minutes, but McGinn came on and made an instant impact, didn't he? Yeah, and that's been the story of the tournament, hasn't it? Where when we need that little bit of quality, we'll bring on a Louise who, as he did pop up with an assist in another game. And it, it's just been, I think we, we talked about it last week. We just want to see more. And I think manager wants to see a little bit more from the players who are what fighting you want them to, to carry the regulars. cans a bit and, more, don't you? Yeah. And I think you mentioned last week, we spoke about the difference between Watkins and Duran. And I think you see... Because you, you rightly said he's he's not he's not going to offer as much movement. Maybe he's more kind of plays in the box. But I, I just feel when when he plays, and this is what I was getting at last week. I can't quite work out if it's because when he plays, he's also playing alongside, say, Zaniolo, who's also looking for his first goal and looking for you know a bit of form. And is that what's affecting Duran as a striker, or is it just the fact that he's not offering enough himself and he's he's not getting involved enough yet? Well, I mean, I mean, with Duran, you know, you, you still got the, the headline is he's twenty yeah, years old. Just uh, turned twenty. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, 
Yeah, Zaniola, uh, probably we're not getting exactly what we expected from him. And he's almost like fighting for his, let's say, midterm future at Villa to be to stay relevant in this. Because I think there is an appraisal once you get up to the end of the year and we'll find ourselves, let's face it, uh, knee deep in the top four. And then you, you are looking at, can we win this thing? And that's what January uh, is there to help. And whether Zaniola is going to be part of that in terms of being a front runner or will he just be uh, sitting on the bench and you're just going to hope for the odd moment from him. But anyway, when McGinn came on, did his thing, got it over, Zaniola got, broke his duck, and then, you know, I was just thinking, get McGinn off and let's uh, yeah. see this one out. But then, uh, red card in Warsaw for Alkmaar, and that was pretty much uh, Alkmaar done and dusted. I mean, it was a, a bit of a tackle like a, a Ben Mee one. It was very it? similar in that, fortunately, the, the player's leg wasn't grounded, so it you know hurt him, but he, he kind of, cracked on with it but the, the tackle itself was very dangerous and it was uh, Martin Zindi who you might remember played in, in at Stoke um, so and he's the one I think you've mentioned before on the positive Phil that he's the one who's got all the famous memes of the the eyes that he does the, the funny looks that he gives and so yeah he, he was sent off he was shocked at the fact that he was sent off but it, it was a deserved red I think Elkmar, you know, they had they obviously needed to score two, being one nil down, down to ten men. It's not looking good. And then we we were in the situation where if we lost and Leger Warsaw scored two and we scored one, it's suddenly you know getting a bit more complicated. And of course, Leger Warsaw scored, and we were hit by a sucker punch deflection. Well, it was a bit of a deflected shot, but there had been some nervous moments before that. So this is this is the yeah. thing. It wasn't like a controlled. We're one nil up. Let's just see this out. Get back on the plane and come back. We we did put ourselves under pressure a little bit too much. Callum Chambers probably not helping himself. He, he's the only one that has come out of the group stages as this guy is squad filler. If that, but I mean, in his defence, I, I think he had spells last year. He looked better. He just looks he looks devoid of confidence and just not sharp by any means you can tell he's barely featured you know for more than six months really now since if you go back from may so he yeah. just looks rusty i don't quite know what his role is i mean he's, you know he's not the youngest anymore either so he's, he just looks off the pace completely uh marshall the villa's goalkeeper who had uh, come in to make his debut actually yeah he has a couple of moments here and there but you know later on we, we saw it out after the uh the equalizer and what was going on in Warsaw and you know once the whistle was blown it was it wasn't like relief was it it wasn't like no. a, a drastic finish it, you got a feeling that Zrinski actually were happy with the draw I mean they were not really playing for anything but just pride and you know the fact that they could get a draw against a Premier League team is that was you know top four at that stage you know is a feather in their cap so uh, well done to yeah. them and they, they've had a decent tournament and have proved a real hard nut to crack for Villa and actually a decent exercise almost for the Premier League uh, for like when we play that bottom three mm. Burnley Sheffield United will I think they might have a problem when it gets going into the new year they might be cut adrift and then when you go to play those teams it might be they're looking for respectability and you know they're uh, they are defending a bit like Zerinsky we're doing but so uh, we shall see but I think it will stand us in good stead those two games over the six games I I, I don't feel like there was anyone better than them, really. I think Le Legia Warsaw, I just, 
they have more cutting edge that they're a bit more likely to put the ball away so i'd say them and and Zrinsky, i was probably more impressed with them than i was with alkmaar who were you know yeah. one of the five favorites at the beginning no, of the tournament definitely came i feel up like alkmaar short. just I mean, really we didn't i think we're not, we never break out a third gear uh, i mean no. in, in alkmaar we did uh, turn on the burners just to get rid of them but but you know we we have, we've got definitely got plenty enough in the in the tank for uh, the later rounds. Speaking of, we, they don't really concern us until February the twenty three when we go. Essentially, we've got to buy into the last sixteen. The second place teams, including Leger, will also face off against the third place teams in the Europa League. Now, this was a chance to sprinkle a little bit of big-name stardust on the tournament. Teams that dropped down included Real Betis, Ajax, Ghent. Actually, Royal Union Saint-Gilloise are actually top in the Belgium League, so, so, so they're, a, they're an informed, good side. They're considered a very decent team. Olympiacos came down, but you know they're fourth in their Greek League at the moment. So in terms of uh, juice, you would probably say Ajax, big name, Real uh, Betis, just because they are in the La Liga, and also in the coefficient hunt to get those extra two Champions League places. Spain were let down by Osasuna getting knocked out in the playoffs of the Conference League, but now they've got a team back in, so they're not a dead dog. Rangers were the one we discussed last week, and I believe at one point it looked like they they were going to be the team joining, but they... Last-minute winner. Well, well, Betis were... um, we're top of the group, so it was a real, real shock. Well, Rangers scored in the last minute they in did. a ding dong battle, three two cracker, wasn't it? And um, it looked unlikely that Betis would be the team to, to join us, but they—I don't think we even just really discussed them much last week. But they're the ones who who aren't, were unlikely, but they've dropped down. In terms of going back to the coefficient hunts, yeah, English teams have actually dropped down to third. I mean, most football uh, media were just kind of assuming that mm-hmm. it would be Germany. And England, it would take those spots because Germany were top in terms of the coefficient. But because Manchester United and Newcastle both got knocked out of the Champions League, but also knocked out of Europe altogether. So it's you get points, obviously, for Europa League, Europa Conference League, Champions League, and they were just not cold out rather than finishing third and staying in the Europa League as one of the drop-downs. But, you know, you're still picking up points for the coefficient. And that and allowed Italy to go above England. And I think the gap between English teams and Italy teams is bigger than from English teams to the Spanish teams behind them. So the fact that Real Betis has stayed in European competition is a big plus. Plus, they have more contenders in the Champions League, as do the other team. It's the first time in 11 years that English teams have only had two representatives in the knockout rounds of the Champions League. So it's a bad time for suddenly for them to only have two, because obviously there's a, an extra prize uh, ahead. I mean, I'm hoping now that Villa do finish top four, and either Newcastle and Manchester United finish fifth and miss out on the Champions League, because they went a big big way to losing that fifth place if that's how it ends up I mean Villa would probably if they won the Europa Conference League Liverpool won the Europa League and even you know, one of the English clubs wins the Champions League then I think we've probably got the coefficient sorted out again it, It's one of those old Villa new Villa mentalities I, I think if you listen to Emery McGinn and Louise I think in the last couple of weeks whether it's just a tweet or um, an interview they they keep referring it to it as a top four i don't think they're counting on finishing fifth i think they're going for top four and oh, yeah no everybody's going for top four you know but i think say, in their oh, minds no, we're not going top four we're going to go top five this no season. of course but what i mean is I, I think in their minds that they're they weren't trying to scrape it 
if the fifth place is going to Champions League, you just increase the chances of Aston Villa being in the of Champions course. League is, is the bottom of line. Yeah, no, absolutely. But then you know, when we started talking about the top five places, we, we weren't this kind of this strong and, and hadn't beaten Man City and Arsenal. And I, I, don't, I think it's just not something to worry about now because it could change, as you say, if the English teams do well, which they will, I'm sure, in the competition. So let's wait and see. But it, it, you're right, people did take it for granted, but I, yeah. I think there's still a long way to go in this race. Both, both for Villa and for for the European teams in Europe. It is an interesting subplot, though. It's an, it is an extra dimension to the season for uh, all those competing in the Premier League with designs on, let's say, top eight. Hey, folks! I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But looking at the draw, I think that's a, that's an interesting one. Royal Union against uh, Eintracht Frankfurt top in the Belgium league against uh, eight in the German league, although they did put Bayern Munich to the sword 5-1, but they, they, you know, could get rid of Frankfurt in the next round. I think that that would be great because I think if you can beat Bayern 5-1, even though it was a, a close game in terms of stats and chances, um, on their day, I guess they could turn us over if we don't turn yeah. up and they do. Oh, yeah, so 100%. you just want to get rid of them, yeah. don't you? Meanwhile, Real Betis played Dynamo Zagreb, which is also uh, a, a tough game because Dynamo Zagreb are used to playing at European football every season, Champions League, so that one could be a potential 50-50 as well. Yeah, Olympiakos, Ferencvaros, again, two really big clubs that have played at kind of all the European levels. You know, big, big, big followings, good, good size stadiums. They're, you know, that that there's quite a few of these teams now. They might not be from the considerable kind of considered top nations in football, but they're big, big clubs in their own right. So it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one. Well, the biggest one is probably Ajax yep. and. Even though this is not vintage Ajax, they are actually improving upon the team that's seen them dump out of the Europa League. They are, uh, I mean, the fifth in the the Dutch league at the moment. They play Bode Glimp, who are top in Norway at the moment. So I think Ajax might need to show a bit more steel than what they have done to uh, get through that one. As we, as we as we said along the way, when uh, initially our kind of group opponents were top and second in their leagues, respectively, Looking at the teams left, you've mentioned a couple already, but like Bodo Glimt, um, Slovan Bratislava, Royal Union saint Giroise, there's a lot of Bodo Glimt, there's, there's a lot of teams that are top in their league. So Fenerbahce, yeah. Salonika, so that's PAOK and Maccabi Tel Aviv as well. So they, these will, they will be confident. Well, you've got three, three at the top of the European leagues, respective European leagues. You've got three who are second as well in their current European league. So, uh, Again, as as this tournament started off, when we actually got the draw, we were playing very much informed teams in our group. And I mean, there's a long way to go till March, isn't there? So uh, yeah, 
But out of this potential smorgasbord, who would you like Villa to play in the last 16? I think it's too early to go for an Ajax. I want, uh, I, I want them in the final. Okay, so Ajax in the final. If they can get there. I'm um, just looking at Because then you've got a proper European final and it, it will feel like an event. And if you win, then it feels like an, an accomplishment to win that final. And, it, you know, it's a rememberable one. I was there, you know, against Villa versus Ajax. It rolls off the tongue nicely. And it's easier to pronounce than most of the teeth in this tournament. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? Um, I would say uh, a Sturm Graz or a Servette or a Ludo Goretz, the Bulgarian side. Um, all quite nice places to go. Bulgaria would be certainly interesting. Just if you're, I mean, those ones are teams I think we can beat. So at the moment, I'm not looking at glamour. I don't want to beat a glamorous team just yet. I'll save them for the for the quarters, semis, and the final. I mean, now, in I think, the next, in the last sixteen, we are getting Legia Warsaw anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, they've been drawn of Molde, haven't they? Of Norway, and who are again a, a team that's been in the Champions League. But I would, I would fancy Legia Warsaw. I mean, they've just they've beaten AZ. Quite comfortably, I, th- I think they they can do it. What, well, as in for the tournament? No, 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 just to beat Mulder in the next. Or just round. to get through that game. Yeah, I think they can do it because it's a horrible place to go. It seems like everyone's going to struggle going there, so they've got that kind of. It's like being a tennis player with a great serve. You know, you, if you can win the ones on your serve, all you've got to do is do okay on on the other person's serve, and it's the same with this. Yeah, There's in such- terms of like next sixteen wanting to get through, I'd probably go for Savets and uh, Ludgoretz yeah. in terms of uh, the winner of that game for centre mentality you know Stom Graz uh, if Slovan Bratislava win that then it's a return playing them we obviously played them mm. uh, 93-94 season in the UEFA Cup M- Maccabi Haifa or um, yeah there's there's, there's going to be two Israeli teams in the competition so you know that yeah. would be, although yeah probably not not the best place to go right now but otherwise that would have been quite a good away trip yeah but the draw I mean these games take place in February mid-February-ish, don't they? And uh, the draws the 23rd of February. So that's when uh, it's quite nice to have a little break and then it's just going to be fever pitch from uh, the 23rd of February once the draw is made. Hopefully we progress. But it's it's back to proper European nights, knockout nights. Yeah, I've seen a few people mention as well, now Newcastle United have the advantage because they're out. But as again, we pointed out last week, there's no more games till March. So, yeah, you know, I think by March it should be quite quite clear kind of who's well if there's a bigger gap between teams or not so basically what you're saying we just got to burn everybody off by march we will the way we're going, every game will. until march i think you can you can just coast into the champions league the only decision is do you want to win the league or not i want to walk away with the league five games to go that's uh from that point of view in terms you know everybody's saying villa is shoo-in for this tournament but you might get into a bit of if we are going for the league, as it you know, it turns out that we are in the race, then priorities start to kick in, don't they? Definitely. This show is about Europe, Europa Vision, and it's very hard because the two do go hand in hand because very much we've as we've said very successfully pitched this competition against the Premier League and, and rested and played, not rested, but you know, rotated is the right word, and we've 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 handled it well, and it's going to be harder, as you say, to do that as you get into the juicier ties. You know, you're not going to you're not going to play Chambers potentially against Ajax, are you? So then you're you're suddenly in a position where you might have Newcastle or Man City on the weekend, and you're playing a massive game in Europe, and it is going to yeah. get harder for us definitely. Because you know, every round that goes, if you keep getting through, the intensity in terms of the competition builds, so you need a stronger team out. And 
you're going to hope for a bit of luck in terms of uh, the fixtures. I mean, it might be worth having a look at the draw, seeing how it pads out and relating to see what fixtures we've got and whether we have got some tough double-ups if, for example, we get to the quarters or semi-finals. Mm. But there's not that many games to go to actually no. win this damn things. In, in your opinion, when yeah. people say, oh, it distracts from the league, and uh, is that a lot about the, the group stages? Because the group stages, we've ticked that box in terms of it hasn't affected our league position at all because we are in a much better league position than we could have even probably imagined at the start of the season. I think it's both because I think in this time at this time of season it's like a war of attrition you've got like as we've seen it's like three games three sorry three games in a week basically and 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 then you head into Christmas where it's the same three day breaks and it's just Premier League games so I think from an injury point of view that's where it's hard in the group stage is just trying to start your season well which we've done we've done way way better than anybody ever would have given us kind of a hope in hell to do but as you've pointed out already that's where it will get tricky in the second part of the season because we've got to if we've got something to fight for in the league it's it's where you prioritize it's it's where you kind of rotate your team and and, you know we've already discussed to death what Martin O'Neill did and I don't see that happening uh, this time around I think he's he's a winner and he wants to win a trophy so I, I do think I think as we get to the quarters onwards I think we'll treat it as seriously as the Premier League and that's saying a lot given what's potentially going to be on offer for us in the Champions League but a trophy for this club and for Unai Emery to win a European trophy at Villa where we haven't won anything since 1996 and let's be honest that that was the League Cup it it was special back then but it's still one of the you know lower graded trophies so if we can win a European trophy it means a lot to the manager and the players so they'll take this I think just as seriously as the Champions League yeah I think the the hardest round for Villa will probably be the last 16 in terms of being up for it because in previous Villa history we've got through like we've been in the first round or second round we've we've ended up against like somebody like Inter Milan or you know a big glamour time then we got through that and then we got knocked out by Mm. Rapid Vienna or somebody when it's if the intensity is not there and you're far away from the final prize, that's where you can take your eye off the ball. And especially if Villa are doing really well in the league, they might start looking down on this tournament. So that's why you kind of want an easier round, round 16. And then after that, it doesn't matter who comes, we'll take on all comers. And it's, it's the same even with the League Cup and the FA Cup. When you when you get into those last, into that quarterfinal, that's where you're like, hold on, we, we might as well take this seriously now. Yeah, no, exactly. That, that's part of the cause for any tournament uh, outside of the league, I think. But anyway, in terms of the odds of this, let's wrap this off. Villa are 3-1 to one favourites. Of the new team's... Real Betis, uh, it depends what book is you kind of look at, but Real Betis are 12 to 1. And then after that is the Ajax 12 to 1. But before them, is still the first four has been the four, hasn't it? Since the beginning, yep. really. Villa, Florentina, Eintracht Frankfurt, Lille. Then you've got the new runners and riders, and then it's Fenerbahce, and then whatever after that. Can you see anybody outside those, let's say, top six, seven winning this? Uh, in reality, no. Um, and, and there's a reason why the odds are where they are. Um, I would say um, f- teams like Ferencváros, Slovan Bratislava. I think Club Bruges are dark horses. Well, Victoria Pilsen have won six out of their six. So it's hard because we, we don't watch these teams week in, week out. Um, yeah. and, and there might just be a fantastic bunch of young players who you know will end up 
coming to Europe for big like, money next like summer. Like a legacy so, team, yeah. Yeah, and so so that's the one. So Victoria, I mean, we're playing six one six, and you know, Maccabi Tel Aviv, they've played six one five. It's it's you know, you can't judge, but I think quality the quality will shine through. Hence the odds. And in reality, no, I can't see you know both say Villa or even all of Villa, Fiorentina, Frankfurt, Lille going out to these teams. You know, all of them have to be knocked out. I don't see it happening though. No. Yeah, right. We bid you a Merry Christmas as we uh, take a bit of time off. We will uh, be popping up in February for uh, those knockout rounds to keep an eye on things. Who knows? We might do something in January just to see where all the domestic, uh, all the teams are in terms of the domestic situation, if there has been any uh, trend busting performances by any certain teams that suddenly make them a big threat to Villa. But anyway, enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your Christmas and New Year. And until next we meet, it's Merry Christmas from me and it's Merry Christmas from him. Merry Christmas. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.